With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. This week, our guest is Jewel International, Matt Rogers. I do want to keep going on the rugby train, but I just wanted to quickly ask, because, like, you're, you come into first, like, into professional sport, right, and you're doing professional rugby league, and then how long is it before you're sort of thrown into the chaos of Super League? Like, you're not long into your professional career, right, before you're getting, like, before this whole shitstorm starts. I'm, I'm one game in. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, yeah, I was one game in. One game? It was one game. I had one game of, of NRL. Or ARL it was back then. And um, the second, I think it was round two, we played in WA. And, yeah, we got picked up off the field um, straight up the race at the, at the Wacker straight past the dressing room door, out the back, and there was a bus waiting. Our bags were on the bus. We were told we're not going to the dressing room. And we thought, yeah, how good is this? Like, I, I know we just beat, I mean, we beat the Western Reds. It wasn't like we beat the reigning premiers. So I thought, <laughs> this, is a, this is a pretty decent sort of celebration for um, beating the Reds. Um, you know, you travel with rugby league back in those days. You're staying at the, the Flag Inn or the, you know, the, the local motor inn. You're not staying in, you know, Sofitel's. <laughs> Nice hotels. So we ended up going to the Sofitel in um, in the middle of Perth. Go in there. They've, they've got key room keys with us, our own rooms. So we couldn't talk to anybody. So it's like, go to your own, go to your room, get dressed, and come down to this uh, function room, which is like on level two or whatever. And so we all sort of go and you know, get shouted. And we're thinking, oh, man, it's a party. Let's go. We're, we're celebrating. You know? and we, we go down there and we walk into the room, big, big round tables. And in the in the middle, this big tub of uh, big those big silver tubs full of ice and beers, and mate, we're all making stuff all. So we're all like thinking, how good is this? The clubs putting beers on and stuff, and then it then it starts, and then Ken Cowley and, and Shane Richardson come out and give us the spiel of what Super League's going to be, um, and Rupert Murdoch's you know starting a new league, and the Sharks have, have agreed to to participate in that new league. Um, we as players don't have to go. Um, but you know that's that's what the sharks are doing. So it's up it's up to us. Um, they'll negotiate a new contract with us if we want. And um, then ET got up. ET and Les Davidson, you know our two senior players who'd already signed with Super League, um, unbeknownst to us, and gave us their spiel about what they're going to do. And you know I was what was I? I was, was ninety five, so I was nineteen years old. And I'm thinking, what is going on? Like. Well, I just want to play for the Sharks. It's, you know, I'd worked my butt off for 12 months there trying to get to first grade. I'd finally made it. And then, um, you know, one by one, they took us into a room next door. Um, and, you know, by the time I got in there, I was six years deep. Uh, <laughs> I was so lightweight, so I was, I was blind. <laughs> like, I'm struggling to focus on the people talking to me, let alone the contract they put inside in front of me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they offered me, I think they offered me, I think I was on I was on forty grand at the time, 
They offered me 100 grand uh, for the next year, 120 and then 140, like escalating. Oh. And they put it in front of me. And like, I'm on, I'm on 40 at the time. So I'm like thinking, and this is back in, you know, start of 95. So it's decent money. And I'm thinking, yeah. wow, what, what's happening here? Like, and then the kicker was, you know, if you sign, like this deal will be on the, on the table for you tomorrow. But if, if you sign it now, here's this check. And they held out this check for me and it's made out to me for 25 grand. Oh. I, I was on 40. So it's more than <laughs> half of what I was on. I'm, and I'm just sitting there and I'm trying to ring my old man. And my old man's in Darwin. Like he's running the league up there and like he was out on the piss with his mates. So he's like not taking my call. Uh, and I'm like, what do I do? You know? So I just signed. I'm like, ah, oh, stuff it. I'm signing. We're going to parties. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my old man, like, we we get on a plane and we fly, we fly back the next day and there's just like the media at the airport was insane. Like it was unbelievable because we we were like one of the first teams that had signed. I think it was us and the Warriors, and they got us all super cheap for what they were expecting uh, based on you know the the response from the Australian Rugby League. And my old man was ropeable, like ropeable that I'd signed. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Dad, I just like, I've just tripled my money. Like, what, what are you talking about? How, like, as if you wouldn't have signed it. And he was, he was talking like, we were really good mates. Like, Dad was only young at the time. Dad was about 40 at the time. So he wasn't, he was a young dad. And, and he, he knew the game and he knew that the, the ARL weren't going to stand for it. So he was, he was like, nah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not having it. And he was filthy on the Sharks uh, for not including him in, what they'd done with his son. So he goes, we're going to the ARL. He's going to meet with the ARL. I said, Dad, I don't want to. Mm. I, I want to play with the Sharks. He goes, no, no, you're going to meet with the ARL. I'm not going to stand for what they've done. And Dad could be a pretty sort of dominating figure in my life. So I was like, all right, I'll go. So I go in and have this meeting and I'm sitting in the ARL and Frank Stanton, who I was terrified of because my old man was coached by him as a kid. And all I could remember Dad calling him was Cranky Frankie. So I'm like terrified of Frank Stanton. So I'm going, going to this meeting. I'm sitting <laughs> with Frank Stanton and, and, and Frank rings my dad on, on speakerphone. So dad's in the, in the meeting from Darwin on speakerphone. I'm sitting there with Frank and Frank tells me, you know, tells dad, look, you know, we'll guarantee the money that he's been offered, um, you know, if he comes back to the ARL. And, and, but, but if I come back to the ARL, I can't play for the Sharks because the Sharks are going to Super League. So I don't, I didn't want to do it. And I'll never, I'll never forget that like sitting in this negotiation room and Frank Stanton leaving and me being on the phone with dad and me saying to dad, dad, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to the ARL and play for another club. I want to play for the Sharks. He goes, don't worry, mate. He goes, there's some really nice places to live out at Parramatta. And I was just like, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. You are listening to All Talk with Tom and Eddie, and we are speaking to Matty Rogers. And <laughs> and again, this is you've played you've played one game of NRL here, right? One like, game. is this this is one game? And um, that is insane. So, not, so, so how's this for negotiation skills? My old man negotiates a deal for me that's the same that that I've got, the same, not not more, the same that I've got at a place where I want to be for a club to go to a club where I don't want to be for the same money. It's like, at least get me more money if you're going to send me to Parramatta or send me to, you know, somewhere else. Um, and it didn't, uh, it, 
and, and then Frank left them and they, they t- the deal was done. Like I'm sitting there thinking, do I get a say in this? Um, Frank walks out of the room and, da- and dad's like, all right, we're all good. Um, they're going to draw up the, the deal and we're going to sign. Um, dad hangs up the phone. Frank walks out of the room. Gus Gould walks in. And Gus sees me, and he's sort of shocked to see me sitting there. Yeah, I bet. And he's like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just." Uh, I, my dad and Frank just spoke, you know, about me coming back to the ARL. And he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Oh," he goes, "What, what, what do they agree on?" I said, "Oh, he just agreed that they guaranteed the money that Super League had guaranteed me." And I'm like, "No," nah. he's like, "No," nah. he's like, "No," nah. he goes, "That's not happening." He goes. <laughs> We're not guaranteeing anything because there's not going to be a Super League. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. And, and I just got up and walked out. <laughs> and um, it was pretty abrupt, Gus. And you can imagine, so, like, he's a passionate league man and, and he was trying to save the game. And I, but I was just a kid and I was just terrified, you know. Like, I didn't know what to say. And it was pretty upsetting. And I, and I, and I left the meeting and I got downstairs, got in my car and I rang Dad. And I said, Dad, I'm staying at the Sharks. I'm not, I'm not leaving the Sharks. Like, I, um, you know, I, I sort of told him what happened, you know, when Gus came in. He's like, righto. He goes, all right, well, let me call Reeves. So he called John Rebo and he says to Reeves, Reeves, my son um, signed under duress. I'm, I'm going to get him out of the contract unless we sit down and we, we chat again. And he's like, righto, mate. He said, we really want your boy, so let's catch up at, you know, Sheraton on the park for, for dinner. We'll fly you down. We'll get you in the meeting. And we'll, we'll sort something out, you know, to keep your, keep your boy at the Sharks. So, um, Ken Cowley, John Rebo, and Peter Mulholland was there as well um, for some reason. I'm not sure why. I think it was because they were, they were planning on trying to get my dad down to the Western Reds from Darwin. And Peter Mulholland obviously coached over there. And um, so, they brought, you know, I, I came into this meeting with Dad. We rock up. I'm sort of nervous as hell. And we walk into um, the Sheraton on the park into the restaurant and we sit down and no lie, we, we sit down and before we, I'd even touch my water, um, John Rebo says to my old man, righto Sludge, let's get the elephant out of the room. Um, you know, what, what, are, what are we going to have to pay to keep the young bloke at the Sharks? And my old man, <laughs> without even taking a breath says 250 <laughs> literally like Reeves Reeves looks at Ken Cowley and Ken nods his head and he goes right I've done can we enjoy a good meal now <laughs> <laughs> wow <Isolated. laughs> mate I'm literally 19 years old like two weeks ago I'm on 40 grand um <laughs> And the, the crazy thing, like my whole band is negotiation skills, right? Um, <laughs> we, we walk out and my old man's kicking himself. He's like, mate, I could have said 500. <laughs> <laughs> I could have. But yeah. remember, you know, a couple, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I was on 40. So I'm, I'm pretty happy, you know. Like, it was, uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. I it, it, it was nuts, eh? Like some of the stuff that was going on, like you look back on and shake your head and think, geez, we were, yeah. Like... I mean, I think in the end, like everybody, everybody won. 